it's literally right down to which individual business process that you follow, which one is better. They're all fantastic inventory products. A lot of it comes down to how you buy and sell your stuff or it will manufacture your products to which one's better for you. You're listening to Australia's podcast for accountants, Tax Talks, the podcast to grow your firm. Welcome to episode 350 of Text Talks. This is Heidi Robson and thank you to Class for sponsoring this episode. In this episode, let's talk with Tony Harcourt of RIPE in Brisbane about inventory management systems, especially about SIN7, so SIN as in CIN, SIN7, and then also DIA and Unleash. The first comment to Tony is that there seems to be zero and Shopify on one side, which is free. I mean, Shopify, of course, is not free, but the inventory software that is in Shopify comes free with the subscription. So you have Xero and Shopify on the one side. And then on the other side, you have systems that are big and sophisticated and start at twenty dollars or $30,000. But there isn't really anything in the middle. That was my starting comment. And here's what Tony Harcourt in Brisbane had to say about that. I wouldn't say that twenty, thirty thousand dollars is big or sophisticated. So if you're an e-commerce business that's running, let's say you're doing a million dollars a year, which is not a big e-commerce business, twenty or thirty thousand dollars is you know two percent of your revenue for the year to run a, a million dollar business and to do that accurately. Uh, and if you get a if you're two or three percent uh, increase in accuracy and visibility on your costs, you make that money back straight away. You're also going to save money in terms of your you know, stock outs, lost sales, returns, and, and your management overhead time. Your inventory management fundamentally becomes the general manager of your business. If I told you you could hire a general manager for 30,000 bucks, you'd be like, well, that's far too cheap. They're not going to be any good kind of thing. So it's always about the value proposition. Unleashed Sin7 and Dia will all do that for Shopify and things like that. And they will cost from between $5,000 and $15,000 to $30,000 a year, depending on how big your solution is. I think uh, Dia starts from $250 US a month and goes up from there. The big questions are really about what you're trying to achieve. I mean, we've got clients doing a million dollars revenue running on those systems. And the biggest client that we've got is, is running nearly a hundred million dollars worth of uh, sales through Sim uh, 7 and then Zero uh, as an inventory management system. So you can very much fit in that gap there. Whereas traditionally, you used to actually have to go and pay for a NetSuite, an SAP, uh, you know, an Oracle to go and get that done. And that would be one hundred and fifty to $250,000. You know, and that's that's come down. So NetSuite started trying to push into the SMB market because there's much more visibility there for them. You know, since seven deer unleashed, you know, we've got clients doing less than a million right up to that enormous, you know, nearly hundred million revenue on on zero and, and those platforms. So they're basically three buckets. The first one is zero and Shopify, which are free. And you can manage your inventory through that. Limited, but depending on what your business is like, it might be all you need. Then the next bucket is Deer, Sync7 and Unleash, which is more expensive, more sophisticated, but still affordable with a million dollars of turnover. And then you have the real ERP systems like Oracle, SAP and NetSuite, correct? Yeah, and, and Microsoft Dynamics and those kind of things. But they're, they're once you've outgrown zero. In real terms, I mean, there's there's a couple of other inventory platforms. Uh, I don't know them particularly well in the Zero ecosystem. I won't pretend to know all of them. So, like like a Locate Inventory is the one that Zero just bought and then shut down. Trade Gecko was a Zero inventory partner, but I think they get end of life in 27 days. 
and they were booked like Intuit and they're shut down. They're now QuickBooks Commerce, but they're not going to be uh, anything anymore. But there's a bunch of them and they all have different strengths and weaknesses. You know, you won't get a good inventory system for less than $5,000 a year. And if you're wanting to set it up properly, your your setup costs are going to be, you know, somewhere between seven and a half and 50, depending on how big your business is. But what we find is that you you save that money and make that money back very, very quickly if you're a growing business. If you're a small business that just wants to stay using Shopify and Zero, that's totally fine. Do that. But if you want to grow it and, and as you say, add extra channels. So if you want to sell wholesale, then you automatically get uh, built-in B2B portals with Sin7 Via and Unleashed as an example. And your clients can log in, place orders at their price points, you know, on their terms, save you the data entry. And then you also get the clip of the ticket that Shopify charges for your you know, percentage of transactions that go through the platform. So coming back to my three buckets, <laughs> I like buckets. In the first bucket, you just you obviously you have zero because you do zero in Shopify, although you could manage your inventory without zero. You could use a different, of course, you could use a different accounting software. You could even manage it without any accounting software and just use the analytics from Shopify and then populate your income tax return manually although that would be very uh, clunky but if you then go to the next bucket where we have dear sync 7 and unleash those three systems and similar ones they all would require an accounting software to feed into although in in theory you could probably could use them on a standalone basis but then of course you know that would be like you yeah, still you still need an accounting system you would never use them standalone so for DSync 7 and unleash so for the second bucket you still need an accounting system for example zero but then for the third bucket where we move to an ERP system there you said when they have outgrown zero so that basically means then when you move to an ERP system you don't just move your inventory to an ERP system you use your accounting software to an ERP system as well. You basically then move the entire operation to an ERP system, correct? Yeah, exactly. And that's where RIPE's expertise stops. We don't do that kind of stuff. So we work from sort of just above that sole trader mark who are just using Zero and Shopify as an example. And we specialize in, in proper inventory management platforms for people who are trying to scale, run multiple channels and things in that, but what you would call bucket two. So you focus on the second bucket, people moving from the first bucket to the second bucket. So could we dissect the softwares that are sitting in the second bucket? So you mentioned Deer, you mentioned Sync7, and you can you mentioned Unleash. Can you say in general how those three softwares and similar are different to Shopify and Zero? And then also in the next, my next question will will then be how those softwares are different from each other. Yeah, okay. Um, so from the zero side of things, zero inventory is incredibly basic. So zero uh, only does your stock takes fundamentally as, a, as an initial stock take. And then when you purchase and sell goods, it's in and out. So it does a very, very basic inventory. You can't do uh, a full stock take inside zero inventory. And, and it only dispatches the goods or receives the goods um, on the purchase order or invoice date. So you've got a very tight coupling between your financial documents and the stock movement. Not super hard to get around with if you're a small trader uh, but as you get bigger it gets a little bit trickier since seven deer and unleashed all have a little bit more uh, variation in the way that they do things and and they've got a lot of similar features in terms of that they all support sort of assemblies or production jobs they support 
foreign currency transactions, um, proper allocation of landed costs. So particularly for those customers that are importing from overseas, if you buy goods to sell, you can't claim them as a tax deduction if you're doing more than 2 million revenue and you need to speak to a tax expert about this, it's not me. If you're doing more than 2 million revenue, then that has to go on your balance sheet as an asset and you can only recognize the expense once it's sold. That includes any costs or landed costs of getting the goods here. So for example, if I'm buying goods from China in US dollars, I need to be able to convert that to an Australian dollar equivalent to increase my stock on hand. I also need to be able to attribute the freight cost of getting the international freight and then customs. And that each of those three invoices actually increases my stock on hand value. Uh, and then when I sell those goods out, then my stock on hand gets moved to cost of goods sold at that, that, that actual cost. DSN7 and Unleashed all do that really, really well. They use a couple of different methods and I won't go into the super nerdy part of that now, but they give you much better accuracy over what we call landed cost, you know, actual landed costs of, of products and visibility of the margins of things that you sell, as well as a bit more reporting capability around stock on hand, incoming stock, allocated stock, multiple warehouse uh, support. So you can have multiple warehouses in all of those three products, whereas in zero, you're only uh, limited to one physical location that you keep track of your stock in. Um, so they're just significantly more robust in terms of the feature set that they add to people as well. So that, that's probably the main thing is, is once you're out of just pure buy and sell out of one location, you're kind of outgrowing zero just as an inventory platform. Because in zero, let's, uh, let's use an example. You sell, you in zero, you have a hat a green hat with and you say that cost is seven dollars and i think in your pro list of products you don't actually specify currency i think you just say seven dollars basically you don't say which currency correct yes if you then buy this hat you can only send out an invoice for seven and you link it to that product item you are you are stuck on that $7 that you put into your product list, correct? You can change the price, but you have to do it manually. So I can sell it to somebody at a different price and I can change the, the price that it goes out of, but I have to do that manually each time unless they've changed that. And I don't use the zero inventory sale very often because nobody asks us about that because they come to us once they've um, upgraded past that. Yeah. Whereas in Dear Unleashed Sin 7, you might have like different customer price tiers, for example. So Dear supports up to 10 and I think Unleashed does as well. And I think Sin 7 does up to 64 individual price tiers. So you might have wholesale customers, retail customers, distributor customers, uh, US customers, UK customers, where you actually sell to them at a completely different price. And the inventory platform will actually pick up the the, the sales price based on the customer who's on the order. So it's a significantly easier data entry element. So if you're entering data, you don't have to go and look up somebody's specific price list like you do if you've got you know, one price list that you have to change each time. You just add the customer to the order and they automatically get their pricing. And so, yes, you can override the price you sell for in zero. And sorry, I keep coming back to zero. Can't change the input cost. So if you have the green hat at, let's say, $6 as an input cost, then those $6 go into, you're stuck with those $6. And then if it turns out that it's actually $6.50 when you include freight or when you, due to FX currency variations, then you, yeah, it can't pick that up. You're still stuck with $6. You basically then have to expense your freight and you have to expense any FX currency fluctuations, correct? 
Yeah, pretty much. So the it's when you purchase goods in zero um, using the the zero purchase, that's what it increases, and it does everything in zero. Uh, does it on um, average cost? So when I purchase it, so if I bought it at six dollars, but I thought it was going to be seven, yes, it will come in at what the value was on that purchase order, and it does what we call an average cost. So it does a, as a you know running cost average of what each of those hats are going to cost me, and then when I sell it, it goes well. Our average is currently six dollars thirty. So that was that's what the expense will do. It doesn't do those landed costs properly. So if my purchase order just says $6 for the hat, but as you said, that I've got international freight and customs that take it up to $9, I can actually be left just looking at it saying $6 because I can't attribute the costs to those hats in that way. I'm not even sure that zero does average cost. Are you sure it does average cost? I think you're just stuck with those $6. It doesn't even do an average. I don't think you can override. Yeah, Tract Inventory, it does do average costing based on, on Zero's documentation says that they do average costing. So it, it should definitely be doing an average cost. That's that. So the, the two methods that are internationally um, accepted for accounting costs are a FIFO or average slated cost. Uh, so Zero's got to be doing one of those. I see. Okay, good. So when you have a purchase order, you identify the item code and then it will pre-populate the cost from your product list, but then you can overwrite this and then zero will calculate an average cost yes. based on that. Yeah, based on the cost of the purchase order, yes. And then, of course, it also then means freight and uh, etc. needs to be expensed. If you're doing your inventory in Shopify, Shopify will give you your sales, but will they also give you your cost of sales? Will the cost of sales come from zero or will they come from Shopify? So the, Shop the direct zero Shopify integration is relatively new. Uh, and I think they're struggling exactly on that because on the zero, if you're using that, the way that it should work is that zero should just show Shopify the quantity that you have on hand um, and a theoretical balance. So you'd, be, you'd still be doing your purchasing in zero, which would push the number available to Shopify. And then when you sell that out as Shopify, you'd still get that margin in zero. So Shopify basically does the cost of sales, Just it basically just tells you how many units have been sold and then you do, and then you do the cost of sales in zero. Yeah, so Shopify is really just a sales channel. Whether you're running Shopify POS or Shopify e-commerce, it's what we would consider when we plug it into an inventory solution, just a sales channel. And you can have multiple sales channels. You can have a physical storefront. You can run a Shopify store. And some of our customers run multiple Shopify stores. So for example, they have different brands that run out of the same entity and they have a Shopify store for each of them. So they're not diluting each brand's proposition. Uh, then you can run yeah, if you're running a, a Sin 7, a DR, uh, an Unleashed, you can run your eBay store out of those as well and have all of the orders come into the same place. You can run an Amazon store out of all of those and come into the same place. And some of our larger clients even have direct EDI integrations with places like Bunnings, David Jones, uh, Big W and things like that where orders, purchase orders and sales orders get automatically digitally linked between your inventory system and their inventory system. So there's no manual entry of that data whatsoever. Just coming back to a comment you said before, and you said that under 2 million, you can't expense your additional cost, your landing cost directly. When you have turnover over 2 million, you can't expense your landing cost. You have to tax deduct them when you actually have sold them. And so hence, you need to move to a system in the second bucket to be able to do that. My gut feeling is nobody does it for tax purposes. They do it because the second bucket will give them a, a much more detailed profit margin analysis. 
you when you're moving with zero or shopify it's actually very difficult to tell how much a product actually cost you when it, once it's sold whereas with the uh, second bucket you can then see exactly which cost you had for which product you agree yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's all about visibility and it's all about minimizing your, your data entry as well and, and you're minimizing your, your stuffing around. So yes, it's 100% about that, the reporting capability that you can get out of each of those three inventory systems we're talking about have either great pivot table reports or business intelligence dashboards of some description built into them. So you can see your margins on each product and to a point even margins per customer. Uh, so, you know, if you've got a customer that you're selling a particular product at a discount price to, you can look at that very easily and go, am I making money on this customer? Particularly at the moment with prices going up and down like crazy. Uh, we've got a lot of customers that do steel and aluminium import export components of that. And the price fluctuation on that is insane at the moment. It's like different from every purchase order to purchase order. So you really need to be on track of on top of how your costs and margins are tracking. And you certainly couldn't do that just running a Shopify and zero. Uh, as well as running any of the inventory platforms that we've spoken about, you can see that very, very easily. Now, you mentioned the implementation cost, and you said they, they vary between 5,000 and 50,000. That is a big difference. Can you tell me what makes an implementation a lot more expensive to get, to get from 5,000 to 50,000? Is it the number of products? Is it the number of locations? Probably all of Yeah, number of products, number of locations, the number of uh, sales channels. So for example, if you're just doing a Shopify and an e-commerce and you're one location and you're five, you know, five products, then you're going to be very much at the bottom end of that, for example. But if you're doing manufacturing, you've got 10 different price tiers, you sell in three different currencies, you buy internationally, you've got five locations around Australia, you manufacture some of your own parts, you do imports and customs duty to land, you know, deal with and then you've also got some you know edi and third-party logistics warehouses that you integrate with and sell out of then that's obviously a much bigger project uh, and that's one of the great things about each of the products that we're talking about is that we've literally got customers right down at that you know six hundred thousand to a million dollar end on them right up to that you know 90 to nearly banging on a hundred million dollars at the other end because those products are so scalable so, and really it just comes down to the time and complexity of consulting time to do it. it. Setting up an inventory system is not getting your customer list, your supplier list and uploading your products and going, congratulations, you have an inventory system. That's what we would consider a very much step one. It's like your data preparation. And then it's figuring out how the you know, individual business processes work. How does your sales team operate? How many sales channels are you selling at? Do you have field reps on the road? Do you have to plug seven Shopify sites into one? Sin7, for example, which we've had clients do, all of it comes down to how you actually run your business and, and what level of help and, and you know, configuration work you need setting those things up to, to make sure that you're getting the most usage out of it. The good news is that if you are a small player and you just have, let's say, 100, 100 products, you just have one Shopify account, you just have one location, you just trade in one currency, even though you buy in another currency. That means your implementation, your move to, from Shopify to Deer or Sync7 or Unleash in terms of implementation cost should be below five figures no below five figures yeah below five thousand no yeah so it'd be that seven and a half to ten just depending on your complexity of your setups that would sort of what we would consider a very standard 
basic setup. Yes, that's sort of what you'd expect. That's good news. That is not as daunting, you know, as I thought, meaning you can move from Shopify and Zero to a more sophisticated website for a price under $10,000 for, for an expert who, who helps you. And then these softwares, what are the entry prices for these softwares? I think you mentioned $250 per month for Deer. So that's uh, so all deer pricing is in US dollars. So I think deer starts at 250 uh, US dollars. Unleashed is about 350 uh, Australian. So deer's just had a price rise. So it's, deer is 325 uh, US a month is a standard package. Unleashed is, sorry, I don't know the prices off the top of my head. I'm literally having to look them up for you. That's all right. <laughs> of course, these prices change. So it's just to get a feel for that it's actually not that expensive to move away from Shopify. If you budgeted $500 a month, that would be fair. But depending on your size, like if you've got 50 staff, it's obviously going to be more. But $500 bucks for, for most of the clients that you're talking about, small Shopify users who are looking to just get extra visibility, $500 a month would probably be accurate. Looking more closely at the second bucket, how are Dia, Sync7 and Unleash different from each other? Which software is better for which client? That is such a consulting question. Uh, so yeah. They each do different things slightly better. So for example, Unleash does a really good uh, calculations of wet tax and things like that. So you can use a lot of like microbreweries or wineries, for example, would use Unleashed for their manufacturing process and things like that. Dia has a really good uh, user interface for people to get understanding out of and, and be forced into a, a structured process of purchase, you know, receipt, invoice, goods in, and likewise for, you know, quote, sales order, goods dispatched, invoice to client and things like that. So Dia has got a little bit more flexibility in terms of the way that it does costing for things uh, than, than Unleashed does. Unleashed only uses average landed cost. Whereas Deer can use first in, first out costs. So if you know I'm selling the the hundred first line item of something, then it's I'm actually recognizing the cost of you know item number one hundred and one rather than the average cost of it. So Deer's costing is a little bit more accurate, and Deer can also do batch costing. So if I'm buying batch seventy three from my food manufacturer, then I'm actually costing that specific batch separately to the FIFO. So it's got a little bit more accuracy in terms of the costs. Since Seven does the similar kind of thing as Deer in terms of its costing. The differentiator between Sin7 and Deer, and Sin7 actually bought Deer about 18 months ago now, maybe 12 months ago, time flies, I can't really remember. So they're actually owned by the same parent company now, but still very separate products. We tend to say that Sin7 is a slightly more powerful product if you're running more than 10 price tiers, or you've got really complex discount matrices or um, customer-specific pricing, or if you're doing lots of um, EDI integrations or third-party logistics. So uh, EDI is electronic data interchange, and the third-party logistics is when you're getting somebody else to ship your goods from your from their warehouse to your supplier to your customers. A lot of the times. It's sometimes it's literally just what the client prefers. It is never just a, you're in this industry, this product is right for you. There are certain questions that we ask about what level of detail you need on costing or how many price tiers you need. Um, and then things like Sin7 and Deer both have built-in point of sale systems, whereas Unleashed doesn't, you have to pick up a third-party point of sale uh, with Unleashed, but that's easy to do because there's a bunch of integrations. And then you've got differentiators, like literally in the point of sale. So Sin7 allows you to uh, book delivery for later, when you're picking up an item and not taking it cash and carry it at the point of sale, whereas Deer doesn't so much. So it's literally right down to which individual business process that you follow, which one is better. They're all fantastic inventory products. A lot of it comes down to how you buy and sell your stuff or it will manufacture your products to which one's better for you. 
from what you are saying, I understand that Sync 7 is slightly more complex than Deer. Deer is more if you have more streamlined processes and Sync 7 is more when you have a more complex setup. No, not necessarily. It's a really hard difference to explain. They do mostly the same things. They just do things in a slightly different way. So a lot of the time we'll actually just do a pull a quick comparison up between Sin7 and Deer for our clients for each individual business process and go, which one suits your business process better? So it's not that one is more complex than the other. They literally have some things that they do differently to each other. And it's always the esoteric elements of inventory. Like Deer does what we call product families, uh, where you have uh, fashion is always one. So you've got shirts with size, color, and style. So Deer does those as a product family where you set up the product family and then you can populate your size and your color and your style. And that basically represents it as as one kind of product group with individual products underneath it. Sin7 does that with style codes and then what it calls options or size grids. The way that they do each of those things is is very similar, but they suit certain companies for different workflows better rather than one being just better than the other for in different industries. So yes. uh, we've used, sorry, that's a really confusing answer in some respects because it's a really hard question to answer good but basically the um the implementation costs we discussed before they would include this conversation correct so when you decide to move to an inventory system and you engage an, an expert you don't actually need to know which software you want to change to you can work that out with the expert 100 and and look a lot of the times sometimes people will come to us and just like the, the very easy example is we had a customer come to us and say that they wanted to use deer they thought deer was fantastic and it is and they said the only problem we can find is that we have 25 price tiers because they have different hardware groups and things that they were selling goods to and we guys that's a hard no we can't do it deer only has 10 since seven will do everything else that you need but has up to 64 as an example, price tier. So you know, you qualify yourself out of, of one just simply by having an immovable requirement that you know Unleashed and Deer don't do, Sin7 does. You know, then if you're wanting more wet tax stuff built in, then I would say, look, you can do it in Unleashed, in Deer and Sin7, but it's not quite as good as the way that Unleashed does it, as an example. So a lot of it comes down to those requirements. And that's that's our job as well, is to work with the client and go, hey, tell us how your business works, tell us the problems you're having, tell us what you sell. Tell us who you sell it to, how do you sell it, how much do you sell it for? And it's our job to figure out with you which of those systems will work best. Welcome back. So today we focused on software for B2B wholesale, for example, Sin7, DN Unleash. So systems that started with inventory management and then added a POS system. Next week, in episode 351, let's talk about point-of-sale systems with Tony Harcourt of RIPE in Brisbane. So next week, we will talk about systems that started as point-of-sale as POS and then added inventory management, among other things. And we will especially talk about Retail Express, but then also touch on Vend, Encounter and Lightspeed. Until then, thank you for listening and thank you to Class for their support. Bye for now and see you on the next episode.